The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Hey everybody, welcome back to the KyberCast. We're glad that you joined us in this episode. This is going to be a, a much different episode than we've done in the past because news has been a little slow, but we have an onslaught of... Content coming up, and we're going to talk about that uh, with my good friend Michael Diaz. Michael, good to have you again. Thank you very much, Joe. Good to be back. So this November, we're going to be bombarded with all kinds of content from various places, from Disney Plus to Apple to CBS. A a, a ton of places are are giving out content this November. But right now, we're kind of stuck in this lull. And I I call this episode The Waiting, because what are we going to do in that meantime you know, we can sit and glean information, but there's a few shows out there that I think uh, might be worth watching in the meantime. And I think we'll talk about that today. I think it's a fantastic idea because it's exactly as you say, the, the summer blockbusters have left the binge shows that we are used to coming like uh, stranger things. Those that have all passed. We're now in this, we're entering into the fall period of time where, we, we're not getting the sci-fi and the geek stuff that we're used to. I mean, yeah, we've got a Terminator movie coming yet, but everyone's pretty much waiting for Disney Plus and The Mandalorian. So this is now a good time to jump in and binge something that you've been waiting to binge. Let's do it now. Yeah, now is definitely the time. I, I stumbled upon a show on Netflix called The Woo Assassin, and I don't even know why I started watching it. I thought maybe it would be some kind of interesting it looked interesting to me and I said, well, you know, they play that preview, which is good. Netflix is good at like figuring out the algorithm of what I watched in the past. And then it'll put that preview up there and I'll just start playing the episode. Then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll play it because I didn't have any expectations. It wasn't like some, you know, Marvel thing or a star Wars thing where I have this vaulted expectation. I had a lot of fun watching the series. I definitely think it's worth of a, 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 a good watch. Um, it's, you know, I miss the the Defenders and the the Marvel episodes of that, and I, I actually liked Iron Fist. A lot of people didn't like it, but I, I liked the show, and I, so I thought maybe it'd be something like that. And it's better than that. It's 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 much better than that. It's a bit like what I was hoping for was a, a Big Trouble in Little China spin, which was one of my favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever seen that, Michael. Oh yeah, I, who, who doesn't love his? Uh, yeah, who doesn't? Uh, John Carpenter's movie is fantastic. Yeah, it's a great movie, and there's a bit of that Chinatown lore in this movie, and there's like the um, or not movie series. There's a uh, kind of a crime syndicate, and you know, underground in Chinatown, and who makes payments to who, and those kind of things. But there's very mystical uh, things that happen, and basically, it's a story about this guy who just wants to be a chef, and he wants to be a uh, a food truck chef. So it starts off, and he, he you know, and he's kind of dig him in that kind of way and but his name is Kai Jin which is interesting there in and of itself that that name um and he finds out he is kind of part of this uh ancient type of history called the Wu assassin and 
he has to defend um, from other modern day like uh, supernatural powers of other pieces of the elements of the world. So you got fire and dirt and water and those kind of things. Each one has uh, this power, and he's got to protect the world from these powers that are found in 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 interesting ways. And you know, there's uh, not many um, huge people in this series. You, you've got Catherine Winnick, who's from uh, Vikings, who plays. Uh, a San Francisco cop inspector in this, but kind of under undercover. Um, there's a, for those that are into old sci-fi or, or sci-fi when you and I grew up, Michael, Jeff Fahey has a couple of appearances in this. What? <laughs> yes. Jeff Fahey? Yeah. Do you remember him? I'm, uh, wait, is that the guy from uh, Lawnmower Man? Yes. <laughs> you got it. No way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was also in a movie called Body Parts too, wasn't he? Yeah, he he's he's in some old. He, uh, the Lawnmower Man was the one I remember him from for sure. Yes, where he played kind of like uh, the guy. He was basically like this cognitively impaired guy that using the internet somehow they made him super yep. intelligent. He's flowers for Algernon gone wrong. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, isn't Mark Dacascos in there too, though? Uh, yes. Yep. I was going to say he's he's in there. Yep. Well, he was just in the uh, most recent John Wick movie, and he has been a martial art movie dude for 20, 30 years now. Wasn't he uh, uh, Clan of the Hand or something like that? Band of the Hand. Band of the Hand. That's an old. Oh, that's a good movie. That was, I remember that that was him. Yeah. And he taught yeah. him. He took a bunch of rough kids, uh, Capoeira, in order to deal with, you know, to, to, to kind of reform them. Yeah, that was a martial arts movie too back in the 80s. Guy, he's been around yeah. a long time. Yeah. So there's some cool people and there's also Tommy Flanagan who was in, if you know him from Braveheart, you know him, he was also in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he's the oh, yeah. cool Scottish guy with the kind of scar on his face. Yes, and uh, Eco, Eco, what's his name? Uas or Uwe, I can't say his last name, who is a much yep. more modern addition to to martial arts. If yeah. you haven't seen it. Well, he's the, he plays He plays the main character. And he's you, really, really good. Well, have you seen The Raid? No, I have not. I think in the U.S. they call it The Raid Redemption. If you like martial arts films, you need to see The Raid. He's the star of that. The basic gist is uh, he's like a SWAT team cop in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And the whole they go to take out a drug lord in an apartment complex. And turns out he runs the complex and he locks them all in there and he, he gets over the loudspeaker and tells everyone in the complex, uh, kill the police and I'll give you, I'll pay you. And <laughs> it's just a battle royale to get out. And the cops nice. It's a fantastic martial arts movie. Super violent though. So FYI. Well, this series, I think you can watch with your kids. There's not much crazy. You know, there's, vi- I mean, kids, I say like, you know, like 12 and up or something. It's not so crazy. There's no, it's not too bad. Um, but basically, you know, the, the martial arts is really good throughout the show. The story really kicks off. The first three episodes are really good. It kind of gets into a lull and you, you kind of falls into some spots, but it does get really good. I think it's fun to watch. You've got, you know, like I said, um, Kai Jin is the main character and he's got to basically fight people that have different abilities from fire, wood, earth, metal, and water. And 
what's interesting is that when he fights these, he becomes a, an assassin from the past. So it's not necessarily his. He, when they see somebody fighting it, they don't see him. It's kind of like an alter identity that kind of shows up and takes over, and people see that face versus his own face. So he's a little bit undercover for a while, you know. So they don't know that he is the Wu assassin. Um, there's also some family drama that happens in in the show, and there's there's a lot of it's it's a good show. I, I hope they continue it. I hope they push it. There, I won't obviously give any end away, but as all series do, they also leave some strings open if they if they get renewed. And um, definitely worth the watch. Catherine Winnick is really good. She's a producer on it. Uh, she's directed a few episodes as well, so I think she's had. Uh, it's it's fun to see people that have taken their television roles, like from Vikings, which is I, I love that show, uh, and and really do something with it. Um, definitely think people should give this a watch, especially if you like martial arts, um, like I do. Oh yeah, it's I, uh, I mean, really, really fun. However, I do yeah. say I have to say, I see one thing here that gives me a little bit of pause. Mm-hmm. I see that Summer Glau is on it, who I love her, but unfortunately, she's the kiss of death of genre television. <laughs> well, no, so she was in Firefly, canceled. I know. She was in Terminator, the Sarah uh, Connor Chronicles, canceled. <laughs> so, hopefully, well, the good the good thing is she's in it for like less than two episodes. I'm just saying, she does have that kiss of death. <laughs> Which is too bad, because I personally love her. But just just throwing that out there. As a geek, <laughs> gotta watch out for that. <laughs> so, good show. Um, shifting gears, there's another show that I watched on Amazon Prime, which I really, really liked. Uh, it's called Carnival Row. And it's got Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne. I'm not sure if that's the right way to say it or not. It basically, it's a Victorian fantasy, and you have um, mystical creatures like pixies and um, just different types of of humanoid monster type things. And it's kind of a mystery show that takes place, and you have like um, they're f- trying to figure out who's causing these. Jack the Ripper like killings in in the era, but it's a it's a monster, and um, there's also a very pure take on like racism and classism and um, all kind of different types of um, problems that happen in society, and it's it's really shot really well. The story's good, acting's really good. Uh, definitely, definitely uh, think people should watch this this series. So, what's, I mean, it's tell me a little bit more about the gist of the series because I saw. So you you have you have like it starts off in a almost like a war type atmosphere where the homeland of of mystical creatures have kind of fled their their area and and pushed into like say like London. You know, they don't quite say cities, if I don't remember. It's just kind of like world. And um, so now they're kind of separated as like, you know, the the Pixies, which is the Pixies. They kind of, you know, pick on them. And there's other, I'm trying to see the actual names of, um, they call them pucks, but they're like uh, pan type creatures, okay. you okay, know, with yeah. hoof, hoof and feet and, and, and ram-like features on top. Um, 
and there's it's just there's so much going on but it also works and it's it feels really it's dark so if you if you watch it in bright sunlight you're going to miss a lot of stuff because a lot of it's shot in the dark um and it's basically Orlando Bloom is this and I don't want to give anything away because there's there's a there's a reason to his character that I can't say on here because if you haven't watched it I'll, I'll ruin it and I don't want to do that but he's an investigator of uh like a London investigator and people are killing somebody's killing some of the mystical creatures and some people in the city and it, it's a Jack the Ripper kind of thing um kind of hearkening to that it's not like a sexual thing though it's just a uh like the first person that happens to get killed is a pixie uh singer prostitute so okay it, it kind of brings you there and um so he's seeking out who's doing this but at the same time he's kind of unlocking things to his own life that he didn't know about okay so he be he's a very interesting character and orlando bloom's really really good um and same with the uh, Cara Delevingne. I wish I, I don't Delevingne. know. And Delevingne. So, and um, she's amazing in this. And there's just a lot of lot of good good acting in this all the way through. There's two political parties at the same time. So you've got politics in this show. You've got racism, classism, society stuff, and you have mystical things too. So there's a lot going on, and it's set in a pseudo Victorian setting. So you've got that kind of costuming and and you know those kind of things. But are we talking like some steampunk elements too? A little bit. It, it's slightly steampunk, but they don't. They don't. It's not. There's no real like. Um, you don't see mechanical things built on steam like you would in steampunk. But it, it is because steampunk is a form of Victorian. You could say yes, okay, but it's not gotcha. proper steampunk. I haven't seen the show, but you're the second person literally this week that has hyped it, and I didn't think much of it when I I, I watched the trailer, and I have to admit, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando Bloom. I've liked him in some of the stuff in the past, but recently I'm like, well. I really don't care what he's up to. And as far as uh, Cara Delevingne, um, I watched her last, I think, in Valerian, which right. I wanted that movie to be awesome because I actually, it's based on a French comic that I actually have a bunch of the comics and read it and really enjoyed. And the visuals are fantastic in the movie. I was really hoping the movie was going to be awesome, but it's not. It's not at all. And her acting, as well as the guy that played Valerian in the movie, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it doesn't matter because it was awful. Yeah, so it was. I have to admit, I wasn't really hyped on this series when I saw the trailer. It looked all right. But then uh, another friend of mine said, dude, you got to watch this. It's, it's way better. And he also said something I think you touched on here with the classism and all that, is that it's a real big analogy to like the current situation with immigrate immigration in the U S 100%, okay. 100%. So let me say my interest is now peaked if, cause now two people I highly trust are telling me this show is good. Now, did you finish, finish the series? Yep. I finished the series. Yeah. Season or whatever? Yeah. I finished this, the season within this, uh, over a series of four or five days, Michelle and I watched it and, we liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. I, I think it, you know, when there's nothing on, like this is killer, you know? And like I said, with all good, with all these streaming shows, they, they need to make hits. So they always leave some strings open at the end. But, um, but if, but if it ended, it would be fine. If it didn't, you know, 
they're, they're, I, which I don't think it will. They, they've already said they've renewed it for season two. So um, Amazon's already renewing it. So it's uh, it's definitely what, and, and I think that production, what, I, what gets me here is the production value is really, really good. And I'm continually surprised by the value of Amazon Prime with their streaming uh, along with the shipping because and I'm not going to turn this into an Amazon commercial because I just thought they would just throw things up there but I've watched a few series now we've got The Boys and Carnival Row both really good um, creative shows that aren't built on you know normal linchpin type things like a Marvel or DC or you know looking back to characters they're bringing new characters to, to the screen for people to uh, gleam onto these are shows that are I thought maybe like HBO would do. Do you know what I mean? Well, it has a very HBO feel. Right. Now Amazon though, I mean, they're hitting they're hitting in all cylinders right now. But if you notice, it seems like they're finding their biggest success within genre television. I mean the boys, obviously comic booky. This steampunkish kind of fantasy going on. Yep. And you're telling me it's good. Now quick, obviously they're different genres. But this or the boys, which is the better show right now? Hmm. That's a long pause right there, friends. Well, they're so different, Michael, that I, I, you know, I would say this only because I feel like it's a little more original. I feel like the boys is, is got an original take, but I still think they're, they, because of, they had to copy certain superheroes. Right. There's a shorthand a bit where you, okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. All right. You know what? You've really got me interested now because you already know that I thoroughly love the boys. Now, and I do too. I do too. Right, but you're saying this might be a little bit of a cut above. You've got my interest. I don't. I you know I don't want to paint that picture. I just think they're so different that like I think I can understand why people would not like Carnival Roll and not like the boys. Okay. Like I can understand reasons why not to. I think that you know if you don't like, you know I think Carnival Roll has a little bit of everything. It has you know some fantasy it has politics it has a love story it has you know and you know the kind of um let's say for lack of better terms not a romeo juliet but two sides of the different tracks right people are attracted to each other that's in there and um so there's nothing i would say that there's absolutely new in terms of writing in carnival row but it's written really well it's shot really well acted really well directed well um and it's just worth the time you know the art direction is really nice in it i like seeing that stuff um, the the effects are really good for for people that can fly pixies that that fly, and um, I think it's good. I, I think it's definitely, especially like you know, like I said, with Amazon kind of bundling this with what you're getting for shipping, it's like your expectations are different with Amazon. I think. Yeah, but like, oh, this is this is free, and I can just watch the streaming it. Streaming wars are here, and Amazon's been streaming for several years now, but. They were never really that notable until the last couple of years. I mean, they had success and accolades with Transparent, which is not really under the purview of our... Community. And Bosch. Like, I started watching Bosch, and that's a good show, too. It's a cop show. It's gritty. Right. And that's all fine. But now they're really getting the buzz. I mean, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, again, not a genre we're really covering here. That got a lot of buzz. Right. But now, here we have The Boys. We have Carnival Row. And they acquired... Uh, the Expanse. So, oh, did they? Okay. Oh yeah, good. oh yeah. Expanse is it's coming. If it's not out already, it's coming. Amazon owns it all now, and it's they were going to do a big push. And I just think it's interesting that everyone's trying to find their niche as far as these genre wars go, 
or not the general, these streaming wars. And I guess Amazon, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're still doing a lot of straight stuff, like I said, with Miss Maisel, Bosch, uh, they, they got the Tam Clancy, Jack Ryan show. But they're right. obviously making a big push into genre here, into genre television, based on these three shows. Oh, also the one, uh, the End of the World show. Oh, what was that show? Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but the one with the Heaven and Hell, yada, 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 with... Oh, that show was great. Yes. That was good, too. Yeah. So, again, very genre television going on here. I'm okay with that. So, you know what? I'm going to have to watch the show. It's just that simple. I haven't seen it yet, but you, my friend Jason, who probably will never listen to this because he's just not a geek like us, but Jason, if you're listening, I'm taking you. I'm taking Joe. I'm taking your word for it. I'm jumping into this show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good show. Um what was that? What was that one? Now, now I have to figure. I got to remember what that one with that you were talking about—the heaven and hell. What that was the name? Because I, I liked it a lot because it had David Tennant and who's quite frankly one of my favorite people of all time. Um, oh my gosh! Good omens. Good omens. Yeah, good omens. Yeah, yeah. Really, really yes. good. Really good I, show. And he's, I've watched a half the series and I really did like it. But I like British humor, so of course. And I tried to watch it with Shaylee, and she just right. uh, she's just not hu- huge into British humor. She she keeps right. watching it. And she's like, I feel like I should love this show, but she just doesn't. Whereas I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So I haven't finished it yet. But again, more genre TV that Amazon's doing. So I'm going to give one last plug to Amazon before we move on to your shows that you've been watching. Um, if you have Amazon prime and you're a star Wars fan, you can watch uh, star Wars empire of dreams, the documentary that, that came on the DVD set of um, all the movies. They had a box set that came out prior to the Blu-ray, uh, the special edition. It was uh, on a separate disc that came only in that box set, but you can now watch it on Amazon prime. And it, you know, I, and I watched that thing at least once a year. It's a great, great documentary. I've got that on my list of things to do. I still haven't watched it yet, so I need to get to that. But let me ask you a Star Wars question real quick. Just one Star Wars question. Do you think it's possible that George Lucas doesn't know the difference between a bounty hunter and a mercenary? Okay, you you mentioned that, and where is that coming from? (laughs) My head. Just your head? Did you read it somewhere? I think he does know the difference. Does he? Django Fett, yeah. why, why? He basically wanted a soldier, so why does he clone him to make a soldier army? But he hires a bounty hunter? No, he's a mercenary. Come on. Come on. Well, he does both. That particular I'm character. Saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think he knows. Well, that's another topic. For I think he time, does. But. Another time. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Let's go to some of your favorite shows, Michael. I know where you're going, so let's just get there. Oh, one quick thing though: would since we're coming off the of Carnival Row, I thought I had an idea. Like, when is like you know what would be great at a streaming? If, if this company did streaming, and maybe maybe they will be, or or at least to sign up. But like Universal, if they took their whole monster franchise and turned those into streaming series and kind of tied them all together, like there's a Dracula, there's a creature of the black lagoon lagoon. There's a Wolfman, like all these separate series. Then they kind of do a defenders kind of thing, kind of like what they did with the, the Marvel stuff. Well, that that's what awesome. they were trying to do in the movies with that shitty mummy remake with Tom Cruise. 
Right, but they they could but they can do it as streaming, and there wouldn't be as much. You wouldn't have to have that kind of all or nothing in on making money at the box office. How are we going to see Tom Cruise running as he chops the air? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just hit my head when we were talking you know about what? Carnival That's Row. Not a bad old, it's really, it it's really not. That would make sense. But Universal doesn't know what to do with any of their properties. So. Well, they can. you heard it here, folks. If anybody, if they do it, then I want at least, you know, 5%. That would be gracious. You very yeah. Okay. Sorry. Your turn. So, we've mentioned it before, and I haven't bothered, but I finally came upon a way to watch Star Trek Discovery, which Joe is a huge Star Wars fan, as we all know, so he doesn't really care about Star Trek. He's going to watch Picard, aren't you, Joe? I am, because I like that actor, and and that show was good, the first one, or the next generation. Now... I'm going to come out and tell you right off the bat that ever since Discovery came out, I, in what, the fall of 2017, I watched the one episode they put on TV, and then every episode after that was on CBS All Access. And part of the streaming wars, and I wasn't going to pay for yet another service, even though, yes, I will finally, I will pay for it when Picard comes out, because I have to see that. But I, they, I just could not do it, because like I said... The whole point of this episode is Disney Plus is coming in November, and everyone's going to get that. It's just that simple. I don't understand why the networks, the NBCs and CBS, feel they need to start a streaming thing. I I think it's kind of like they should just do counter programming. Like, here's a great show for free, guys. Like, just come on and watch it, and you can stream it free too. Like you, like the following day, you can just come to get the CBS app, sign up, so I get your email and understand what you like to watch. And then just like after it airs, stream it till the next one. Like, why are they making it so much difficult for themselves? Like you can, you fight fire with it with water. So you don't fight it with fire to win. You fight it with water and they, they should do the opposite. Make great content like they've done for the last, whatever, 65 years or so and kill it. It's, it's kind of like why radio has lost to streaming is because, well, you started to farm it all out to plugged in national services and you got rid of what made radio strong, which was your local DJ with she or he curating music, like be different. Anyways, that's, it's a divergent thing, but I, I think CBS probably would have won if they, if they probably would have got me, if they would have put discovery on CBS, like regular and I would just watch I it. You. I hear what you're saying, but what it all comes down to is content and who has it. That's why CBS, the TV station has now, been reabsorbed in the whole Viacam merger the last couple of weeks because all these big companies are turning into just content farms and they're not going to sell it off to anyone anymore. They're just all going to have their own service and you can stream it there. For example, Warner Brothers, which owns HBO, or Time Warner, I should say, which owns HBO, right? but also Time Warner owns The Office. So the office is going to be leaving Netflix, and if you have an HBO, I don't know which, HBO Plus, Go, whatever, now, whatever streaming app it is, I don't know, I don't have it. But when you have that, you're going to be able to watch The Office, which millennials are eating up right now. So, everyone 
that's why we only have like four major companies now and no one's going to sell their content to anyone else now because if you want to buy you want to watch their show that they own you got to pay them for their streaming and right now no i, I get that what i'm saying is like broadcast isn't going to go it's away not, but it's not as yeah. well it's not as focused as things were that's just that's not where people are going that's not where gen xers or it's not jackers but they're only, but they're only going, but they're only going there, Michael, because everybody's time is different. Nobody has, nobody does a lot of scheduled time. What I'm saying that before we go too far, this we got to start talking about Star Trek. But what I'm saying is, you, you, if you're CBS, you've got these shows that you want people to watch, broadcast it for free, and then just put, let it stream, the day after. Just like on demand, but stream it in the app. You'll get the, what they want are the eyeballs to sell advertising. People, humans are are very lazy. If they don't, if they don't want to pay for it, if there's a there's a there's a price to value ratio, and I don't think that CBS can get that price to value ratio. Where I think if people won't, they don't pay for it, they find a way to get it. Right? Some people will just take it what? or whatever. Who would, who would do that? If you give I mean, it to them, totally didn't do that. Right. If you if but if it was out there for free, I would have watched it and I would have been fine with the commercials right. because you gave it to me. And that's that's where they're that's where CBS and NBC and ABC are great at. They've they've made content for years. Just put it on TV and then let me stream it when I want because you know, you're you're I'm not going to give NBC. I'm not going to give I'm not no, I'm not going to do it. They don't they, they're not going to own I that I hear part what you're saying. Me. But the simple fact of the matter is Millennials and Gen Z don't watch TV like we did. And even I am shifting. It used to be you can't find anything on TV. You'd flip through all the cable channels over and over until you found something. Now, I hardly use the TV itself. And I switch on to one of my streaming services and I watch something there. Right. But you're oh. making my point. You, you, because you can broadcast it when it comes out. Like, uh, Let's say Star Trek is on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Right? After 9 p.m., it goes to the app or whatever the CBS app or or their browser whatever and then now you yeah, can watch it. But I'm not going to pay for that. So it's it's no different. No, I'm not telling. I'm saying don't pay for it. I'm saying they should give it out for free with with the ads in it. That's it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Things are shifting. And they would they, that way they can actually see who watches it, what kind of device. They would get so much the more shows that are data. Still big blockbusters still making all the money on broadcast television. It's for the older people. It's it's the criminal minds. It's the law and orders. It's the NCIS shows yep. because, um, well, because you can pick up a lot of those shows. They're they're not really every episode's like standalone, so you really don't have to really pay that much attention. And yeah. older viewers like that. Yeah. I mean, they can jump in at any point. I mean, yes, there is a yeah. continuity throughout the series. But for the most part, you can watch an episode in season seven of Criminal Minds or episode from season two. There's really not that much difference. Maybe a couple different characters, but it's all self-contained. The story is going to be told in that one episode. So I know we've gotten way off topic. Right. So tell us about Star Trek. Tell us about Star Trek. Discovery. (laughs) Discovery. I was predisposed to not want to watch it, to not like it. I never watched all of Enterprise because I just didn't like prequels. And you know what? I still don't like prequels. I don't want to like prequels. I want to know what happens next generation going forward. I want to know the Picard. I want to hear that now. It's not here yet, but I want it. So I was predis 
exposed to not like Voyager. And I started watching it, and my first thought is, well, this is, uh, I'm sorry, I said Voyager. Discovery. My bad. So you said, I was predisposed yes, to not Discovery. to like Discovery. My apologies. Um, this is Battlestar Discovery, is basically what it is. If you want to go that way. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> came out, you know, 15 years ago. Was fantastic. It's way darker sci-fi. And it was perfect for a little while. Then it got to shit. But that's another story. But it was engrossing. And Star Trek Discovery started out like that. And I didn't like that aspect. I didn't like how dark it was. But I stuck with it. And there's a reason why they went that dark. And it makes sense. And then... They throw in later a couple episodes that are very, I want to say very Star Trek-y, which it's hard to explain what that means unless you're a Star Trek fan. But there are some episodes, you, you know, it's all about a single episode and they can get philosophical and whatnot. And they throw in a couple Star Trek-y episodes in that first season. And then the second season comes. And by the second season, I was hooked and... Not even halfway through the second season, I was emotionally invested so much that I, I have to say it, there are some tugs on my heartstrings in that second season. Quite a few tugs. So I'm trying to be vague, not give anything away because the, just the two seasons are out. But the short, the TLDR version is I expected to not like Star Trek Discovery that much. In fact, I expected to maybe think it was uh, interesting curiosity at best. And I just finished season two today, and I love this series, and I shouldn't. So I should watch this. I, I, I'm looking through, like, so I didn't do any research on this, but as you're talking, you know, he said, go to the Wikipedia and look it up. Um, you've got some really good actors in this show that I can, I mean... Um, Sonequa, I don't know, uh, Martin Green from Walking Dead. She was great in that great show, in which is one of my favorite I mean, shows. Where she starts and in episode one, season have, one, and where she ends up at the season two finale, the character, she's changed yeah. so much. But there's a natural progression from point A to point B where it makes sense, and she does it so well with her acting that it's, it's not... I mean, like I said, episode one, season one, she is one person, and at the end of season two... She's a much different person, but it's not like there was just suddenly she became that person. There is some real character growth there that I, it wasn't that I doubted her as an actress. I didn't know her well enough other than she was really good on Walking Dead, but it is a subtle, but realistic evolution of her character over the 19 episodes that works. And it's all laid at her feet because it's her acting that did it. So I got to give her props. Well, I see you got Jason Isaacs, which if he's one of those that guys, if you don't know who he is, um, he's really good. He's in Harry Potter, and, and he played Lucius Malfoy. He's in The Patriot, which I thought he was great in. Um, really Black good. Black Hawk Down. Yep. He's really good. You guys like him. And one of my favorites, because I loved Hell on Wheels, is Anson Mount, and, and he is Pike, right? Yes, and he's fantastic as Pike. He's really good in Hell on Wheels. He's, like, very, very good in that. So, As Pike... Like, other than I, I've said before, I really didn't watch the original series of Star Trek, and I don't care to, and I probably, I might not ever. The only version of Pike, I mean, I knew 
who he was in the original series. I know that much about Star Trek. My version of Pike I saw more in the rebooted Abrams series. That was Pike, Bruce Greenwood being right. Pike. And that was great. He was really good in that. He was the oh, mentor. Really good he, he was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Exactly. He's an older Pike because, yeah. you know, um, the reboot, even though it's not part of this technical universe, it still it would have been him 10 plus years after, if not more. Right. So, all that to say, Anson Mount didn't know him before, but he is a superb Pike. In fact, they reference an episode of the original series, The Menagerie, I think it was, or The mm-hmm. Cage, or whatever. Anyhow, they reference that episode, and they show the guy that played Pike in the 60s, and they actually have a fair amount of resemblance where it works. Oh, really? Yes. So... Yeah, they do a sequel to an episode from the original series in Discovery, and I ended up loving Pike. He is now up there as one of my favorite Star Trek captains. He was awesome. All right, so I'm going to have to give this show a, a go then. If you, you know, I, I, I will give it a shot. I think um, it's it takes good. me three episodes in. You said? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes it takes to hook. Um. I can't say because there are other shows I've watched, like By the Boys, season episode two, not season two, season one, episode two. I was hooked. You know, Firefly, yeah, when I first right. watched that years ago, again, episode two, I was like, yes, I'm in 100%. So I can't speak to that for you, but as someone that's not familiar with Star Trek, I think you're good with this because you really don't need to know a lot of the other continuity. It really kind of stands alone. If you know some of the other continuity, it helps. Um, but not a lot because they can't change a lot because what what you know more is next generation which doesn't happen for another 84 or so years so I think this is a good stepping stone for you because you don't have to know a lot about Trek okay I'll do so that. I'm curious I would like to hear in a later episode we will come back and ask Joe what he thinks I will I, I promise you and the view and the viewers and the listeners um, that I will give it a shot. I will have to. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll find a way to watch it. How's that for an answer? That works. So all that to say, Joe, you highly recommend Wu Assassin to watch during this period of time. You recommend Carnival Row, which now I am going to watch. Uh, for me, maybe take less. I mean, maybe take more time than a week because I really tore through those nineteen episodes. But that's I guess I was so hooked. I was so hooked. I mean, I have to tell you, the second half of season two was a roller coaster that I just I couldn't get enough, and I loved it. Now, cool. On top of that, before I really got into Discovery, probably what helped whet my appetite was I started watching uh, Star Trek Voyager again because I actually never finished the series. Um, when Voyager first came out, it was the you know the. Uh, flagship of the UPN network which I was still at going to college at that point I was at university and so I had the UPN network so I could watch Voyager but then I graduated had moved back home and locally where I back here in Michigan they didn't have UPN where I when I went back home so I couldn't mm-hmm. watch Voyager so I'd watched like the first three four seasons I want to say three or so so I'm catching back up sometime somewhere around season four or five. I'd have to go look for sure. Trying to remember where I left off. And I've jumped in there. And it's dated. It doesn't hold up quite as well. I mean, it's been 20 years. 
But the reason I kind of jumped them back into Voyager 2, even though it's an older show, is because we already know there's going to be connections to Voyager in Picard, simply by the fact that Seven, played by Jerry Ryan, showed up in the trailer. And as far as right. we know, there was no other crossover between Captain Picard and um, Seven. I know that Picard talked to Admiral Jane Wayne in one of the movies, but that's it. No, we don't really know any actual connection, but in the trailer, Seven comes up and addresses Picard like they know each other. So right. there's a connection there. So I kind of want to, I didn't really know Seven back in the day. So I'm learning who she is as a character. She seems like a pretty cool character, wears a lot of skin tight clothing, which <laughs> whatever. Um, so, and then also I've been picking up on some of my favorite, I've been rewatching and going through some of my favorite Next Generation episodes as well. Part of that because uh, as a Christmas gift a year and a half ago, my lovely partner, Shaylee, got me the remastered and redone special effects Next Generation Blu-ray set. So the episodes look phenomenal. I mean, seriously, they look so great. If you're a Star Trek fan and love Next Generation, this is the way to watch it because it looks so great on the screen. It looks better than you remember. So... For me, my time that I'm going to spend and have been spending waiting for Star Wars or waiting for Disney Plus to come, been really focused on Star Trek, which is interesting because it's a competing property. But no, it's it's good. I I won't watch Voyager and Next Generation again, but I will I will promise watch Discovery for sure. I really think you should. Shot. If as much as you're kind of I want I want to say I don't want to say you're anti Trek, but you're definitely agnostically Trek. Yes, correct. And that's okay. That's okay. (laughs) Like I said, most geeks I know are either Star Trek geeks or Star Wars geeks or that third kind that are, I'm sorry, I just don't associate with Lord of the Rings geeks. Oh, see, you're hurting because that's that's almost everything for me. I love that. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I guess we're going to have to end this podcast now. It was a good run. We got 15, 16 episodes. It's all over, folks. Yeah, it might be. (laughs) It might be, <laughs> but there's some there's some good stuff going on there. But I just I'm sorry I just don't do fantasy. So, Lord. Well, then I then maybe you won't like Carnival Row. I don't know. because well, it is it's fantasy. I don't know. I won't get into the whole Lord of the Rings thing. But you're also a Harry Potter fan, though, aren't you? I like it. Yeah. I watched the first two movies yeah. and said this isn't for me. I'm done. With well, it. I read the books, so I mean that's a different kind of. I mean it, it's um. I didn't read all of them. I, I, I got to get through them all, but um, I did see the movies first. But I'm in a group with like, like 15, 20 like people them. that have either have both not watched any of Game of Thrones nor read the Harry Potter books. There's 20 of us. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Um, yeah. Anyways. So we there's one more show that we're going to talk about that um, I've only watched the first episode. Michael hasn't watched it yet. And it this goes back to our kind of childhood. Oh, definitely um, childhood. Yes. Yeah. Is the Dark Crystal uh, uh Age of the Resistance is the show, the new show. It's it's um based off the Dark Crystal film that we it's that a was prequel, out. Though, right? Um, yeah. And uh, cuz so I have not watched the movie in a very long time, so I actually forget most of the story <laughs> to be honest with you. You know what? Uh, I started rewatching the movie, I didn't finish it. It It's not what you thought, is it? <laughs> My memory of it is better than the actual movie. That said, exactly. That's what childhood. But, yes, does. it's. What's like Flash Gordon? Okay, did you watch Flash back in the day? Oh, oh yeah, I loved it it's as a, a kid. Movie. Watch it now. It is 
Yeah. Fucking awful. Well, yeah, it's bad. But as a kid, he liked it because that's what. But that's what they were made for. They were made for ten year olds. That's yes, George Lucas. So was Star Wars. Anyways, it took me a while as this show started, like to to get. It. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, these puppets, I don't know. But then by the end of the first episode, there's some really cool stuff that happens, and I'm like, oh, I think I can watch this now. Like I can. I. It took me longer to suspend my disbelief than normal because of that puppetry and like the Muppet kind of thing and the, the, the dark crystal movie. And, you know, um, but it, if you can get past the first, you know, 30 minutes, and I think it's like a 46 or 48 minute first episode, not get past it. If you could just watch it and, and suspend your disbelief as quickly as you can, you will enjoy it. Um, there are so many people doing voices, which doesn't really matter because you don't see their faces. You don't really know, but it's not like this is cheap because you've got, you know, Helena Bonham Carter. You've got um, Lena Headley, Hetty from Game of Thrones. You've got Mark Hamill. You've got Keegan-Michael Key, Simon Pegg, Benedict Wong, uh, Jason Isaacs, again, showing up. Um, there's just a, uh, Andy Samberg, Harvey Firestein. Harvey uh, Firestein? Just... He plays the Skeksis. You got Toby Jones. If you know who he is, he's yes. in Marvel fan. Yeah, so he he's in there. Um, there's just a ton of and it's just a ton of people in here that are doing. You got Natalie Dormer, another person from Game of Thrones. Um, so there, there's just and you got Mark Strong. If you know who Mark Strong is, oh if you watch Shazam, he played the evil. Not person. Shazam. So Mark Strong also played Sinestro in the God Awful yes. Green Lantern movie, but he was perfect in yeah. Sinestro. If, if you, if you he was good. anything good about that movie, it's, it's Sinestro. It was setting him up for the yes. next movie. That's why I thought maybe the next next movie not, might not be that bad, because if he had Sinestro. He was great. Oh, good. Mark Strong is a badass. I like him. Yeah. So you've got a ton of people in this show, and it's done really well. It just took me longer to jump in. And, and just not just that. You have uh, There's a narrator, kind of like, which you're going to hate, because you, you probably didn't see The Lord of the Rings, but there's kind of a voice that, that, that kind of tells the story a little bit and that's Sigourney Weaver oh my god what yeah she's the she's the narrator. the narrator dude yeah. I love Sigourney Weaver anything she's in I will take it I'll take a look at yeah so you have to it's worth it, it's worth it's worth it it just it uh, now that I've got through the first episode I, I I'll, I'll watch the rest and um, at some time I may have to do Star Trek before that because you piqued my interest on that so, um, by looking so through that listeners, list of pay attention. So. The next two, three, maybe four weeks, we're going to be doing a Dark Crystal episode because I got I got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, we and should. If, you've already, if you're already interested, I'm not going to tell you to not watch it, though, because I, I, I have to admit, personally, I do kind of want to have you watch Star Trek just so you can tell me what you think. So I'm not yep. going to tell you. So you, we've got... So for those waiting for the November, you've got the end of September and October to watch four shows, The Wu Assassin, Carnival Row, Star Trek Discovery, and Dark Crystal. That That is well over 40 to 50 hours worth of <laughs> content. Uh, well, actually, it's 20 just in Star Trek, right? 19? 19 yeah, episodes? Yeah, uh, the said? episode's around 45 minutes or so. It's it's about a yeah. good, well, I don't want to say how long, because some episodes are long. Yeah, give it a good 15 hours. Yeah, so you know, there's there's a lot of stuff to watch in between. Um, 
So I would love if anybody's out there listens and and has their thoughts on any of those shows that we talked well, about. That's another one give too. Us, uh, that's the Expanse thoughts. is coming back. That's another one coming back for the fourth season. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it before, if you missed it because it was on Sci-Fi, uh, it's a great show. It's I will say this though because I know I don't want to go too much longer, but I will say this: the Expanse is it's not light. It is hardcore sci-fi. Okay. It, you're gonna have to watch. You're gonna have to pay attention. You don't. You might not have to take notes, but you got to pay attention. And it is hardcore sci-fi. So, if you're looking to kill some time there too, four seasons of well, three seasons so far. Four season of the Expanse. I need to jump into that as well. So we've got things to eat up our time until Disney Plus comes out. But we there's a lot of genre television out there. A lot of good stuff. It's a good time to be a geek right now. Really, to tell you. Absolutely. So get out there and watch those shows. Um, towards the end of the show, let's do what we do. Uh, November 8th through 10th, you're going to see the KyberCast at Grand Rapids Comic Con. I'm not going to know what to do once we get past Comic Con because I have nothing to plug after that. But um, hopefully you guys come out and visit us there. Um, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Casts, or anywhere else. And Michael, tell us about social media. Well, we are active on social media, of course. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for KyberCast. We're out there. We update with uh, when we release new episodes. And also throughout the week, we throw up links to various things that grab our interest. Usually geek-worthy. Almost always geek-worthy, actually. You can find us on Twitter as well. At uh, We're at KyberCast. So Twitter, at KyberCast. You can find us there. Leave a reply on Facebook. Leave a reply on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Again, at KyberCast. You'll see, again, uh, links to our latest episodes, uh, news stories, whatever grabs our attention. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Leave a comment on any of them. We have an email address. We're KyberCast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Uh, Not a lot of people send us emails, so if you send us one, there's like a 99.9% chance we will read it and we will answer it on quote unquote air so send us your questions send us this week your suggestions as to geek genre shows that we should be watching that maybe we have missed we've had a lot of them you know we've all hit the marvel shows and whatnot on the various streaming um, applications we mentioned what we're kind of focused on right now what we are watching what we're gonna watch but i'm sure we missed something what do we miss drop us a line facebook twitter instagram email you can find us let us know what we should be watching. Cool. I'm going to plug one more thing. If you guys want some cool swag, we've got a shop on our website at kybercast.com. Just hit the shop tab. We've got t-shirts, mugs, really cool stuff with our logo on it. And right now, if you use the code anything20, that's anything20 on checkout, you'll get 20% off anything in the store. So well, let give me, yourself a, let me throw uh, a nice there, t-shirt Joe. or something. Yeah. How you're pimping our site. Leave a review. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you listen to us on Spotify, give us a rating. Google, Google Podcasts, leave us a rating. Hey, you can now find us on Podbean. That's the application I personally use. Use whatever you want. You can leave us a review there. You can leave comments there. Any reviews or comments gets our profile up there, and maybe more people will listen. So help us out if you could. If you like the show, leave a review. If you don't like the show, well, that's sad. And it hurts our feelings. But leave a review. 
Cool. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you again in another week. We were a little late this week, but we'll, we'll keep it on time. As always, thanks again, Michael, for chiming in and making this a, a real podcast. It's always fun to talk about geek stuff. All right. We'll see you all soon. What a piece of junk. Shh.